everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session. Today we are talking about masturbation, which I love to do and talk about. And uh, Cheyenne, I said last time uh, when we logged off that I wanted you to masturbate before we recorded next. So did you do your homework? And did I you masturbate? did. I did. Woo! I got a random urge. So you you manifested it for me. Um, it didn't last very long, but it happened. Did you do your homework? Short and sweet. Yeah, I masturbate all the time though. So like, yeah. you know, any yeah. given day, most of the time, I think every I day. Probably, I'd say more like four or five out of seven days of the week. Wow, that's insane. I mean, you think that's a lot? I don't know because I just also have like a low libido, so that's like a lot to me, but. Let me put it this way. I come every day. The days that I don't masturbate, I probably had sex. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's even more wild to me. I just had sex last night for the first time in over a week, I think. Well, that's not that crazy to me, but I would have masturbated a bunch in between. I did not. I didn't masturbate at all, but also I was like depressed. So maybe that's, I mean, I don't know. I don't really masturbate as much now that I'm in a relationship. In past relationships, I masturbated a lot um but this one I mm-hmm. don't but like like sex like I'm but it's regular like I'm happy with the amount that we do and I kind of like to like wait in between because it makes it the experience better I feel like when I masturbate more often than it's kind of like lackluster but like the pent-up like sexual frustration makes the experience better for me <laughs> We must just have different libidos because I do understand that feeling. But for me, it would mm. be like, oh, I'm not going to masturbate now because we're probably going to have sex later today. Mm-hmm. More so than like, I'm not going to masturbate today because we might have sex a couple of <laughs> days from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel like it's ebbed and flowed as far as like yeah. times in your life where you masturbate yes. more? Is it is it only dependent around you being single or other things? Too? No, I like like I said, I've been in relationships where I wasn't necessarily attracted to the person. So I've masturbated. Well, I feel like I would have sex with them either a little bit or like a lot, but it wasn't really for me. It was like for them. And then I like would masturbate when they were like asleep because I didn't want <laughs> them to join so that was a thing uh and then I've definitely gone through like really I don't know if they're like hypomanic episodes I don't know what's going on there but <laughs> what's the longest you've ever masturbated for like one session uh it couldn't have been more than like 45 minutes max I'd say I am not gonna judge whatever you're about to say yeah, I've masturbated for five hours before multiple times like more than a handful <laughs> now so are you like, coming multiple times in that five hours or it takes you five hours to come sometimes it depends on the situation usually coming multiple but sometimes not coming at all and just like feeling so like frustrated that I got to keep going so maybe mm. I've like used up a lot of my masturbation masturbatory experiences in those five hour segments <laughs> interesting maybe that's why I don't do it as often wait I have a question though you're a top and you like pleasing the other person so like why are you like I don't understand not saying that you can't masturbate but like how is that pleasurable for you if like during sex it's not as pleasurable to have the focus be on you is it because you're like alone like what's up with that (laughs) 
Well, okay. You know so I mean? let me first preface that like when I have sex with my girlfriend, I still come. I just usually make her come first. Okay. And then when then she makes me come after that, I'm usually okay. thinking about what just happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so like, yeah. it's not like I never go first, but if I go first, it's probably because I was like really horny and I would have masturbated, but then I'm like, well, let's just do this together kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know if I'm by myself and I masturbate, like I said, I would like picture or think about or watch porn where I'm focused on, I think someone else's pleasure. So it's not like I'm not getting off, but I'm getting off thinking about someone else getting off. Yeah. It's all like, it feels like an inception. Okay. Thing. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's like, that's the, the best explanation I have. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just curious of how that worked for you. Cause like, I know before when I've had sex with people, like I've been like, don't touch me at all. Like I don't want to be touched or like mm-hmm. involved at all. So like, that's when I would rely more on like masturbation to get my needs met. So I was like wondering how that worked for you. Cause but okay. Irrelevant. Um, it's a mix. So yeah. When so when did you like first start I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. So I can't tell you when I first started. I feel like I was like so young. I don't even have like an age for it. Cause I think that's like very normal to like explore your body as a child. But I remember when I was in middle school, this guy I had a crush on, he like <laughs> asked me if I masturbated and I was like, sometimes I touch like around the outside and he was like, what? And I was like, like the outside part. And he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you. And then like years later, I realized that part's called the clitoris. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why sex ed is needed or just like teaching mm-hmm. your child the parts of their body. Cause I was just like the outside part. <laughs> that's what I touch. And yeah. it's like, that's like what masturbation is. But I didn't know. I was, I was like, I'm going around the outside. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I guess kind of young, but not like actively doing it knowing what I was doing until mm, I was in like high school-ish sophomore junior year maybe maybe freshman I don't know what about you (laughs) well I definitely didn't know what I was doing was masturbating because Mm -hmm. I was first of all like I still masturbate with all my clothes on I don't know if that's weird or not but whatever I don't like take my underwear off no why would you take all of your clothes off well, I don't yeah. like, I don't really even go under my underwear. Like I, my hand is <laughs> over my pants normally. And that's what I was doing then. I was just yeah. doing like a lot of pushing. Mm-hmm. I have friends who used to like hump pillows. I guess yeah. I, just, like, I tried that. Wanna, and I want to be on my back. Right. Like yeah. I wouldn't be on like doing all that yeah. movement now. <laughs> so it was just like a lot of pushing. And I definitely did not understand that I was like making myself orgasm, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say this started like fourth grade which I don't know how old you are in fourth grade but like I was like like nine I was nine yeah nine ten definitely around there but I don't think even in high school like I kind of knew it was masturbating but when people like asked me about it I would say I masturbated but I like lied about like the way I masturbated which I know sounds stupid but I just what did you say well I felt like masturbating was like going in and out so I yeah, pretended yeah. like that's what I did even though all I was doing was just like pushing around on my clit like yeah low-key. yeah I don't know I guess I didn't really like consider it as much either because I also didn't do like penetrative masturbation but yeah I didn't I don't think I told anyone that I did it like I kept it low-key and I think a lot of that was because <laughs> I was watching like lesbian porn or like 
on chat roulette or like Omegle, like looking for women. So it was kind of a secret for me. So I could still be in like denial. Yeah. I've always been very sex positive. So I was like vocal about masturbating. I think I I just like tweaked it to fit the Mm -hmm. heteronormative version of masturbating, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wasn't telling anybody that I was watching lesbian porn when I was mm-hmm. doing yeah. that. So that was a little secret just for me. <laughs> <laughs> not to kink shame, but when you were like, I don't take my clothes off or whatever. I was like, <laughs> yeah, imagine if you just like stripped down completely, but you like left your socks on like that was your like, <laughs> thing. I, a lot Which of times sure do I have think. my socks on during sex and nothing else. So <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they'd be that socks, far off. That's so funny. <laughs> My feet get cold and it is statistically yeah, harder for women yeah. to come or people yeah. probably to come yeah. when they're cold and my feet get cold and then I'm freezing yeah. and I can't think about anything else. Yeah. I'm usually sweating, so I don't usually have that issue. Um, not masturbating, so I guess. Wait, did I sit? No, ha- during ha- having sex. I'm not sweating. I'm not oh, I sweat, during, I sweat during masturbation sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it depends. I feel like if it's hot, yeah, but like I'm not doing that much movement for me to be sweating a lot of the time I'm usually just mm. laying on my back with a vibrator um yeah do you remember like when other people first started talking about masturbation or do you feel like you were kind of like the first person in your friend group to like broach the topic I think the guys in our friend group talked okay about that it, doesn't count that's, that's how normalized it for them well it got like, brought up because they were like talking about it and then it was kind of like so do you all do that okay like, I think they like opened yeah. up the conversation okay and then it and was people were my, like admitting it that's cool girls were it was pretty split like 50 50 yeah. like some girls were like no like half of us were like yeah and you're like weird for thinking we're weird for doing it mm-hmm. like it's super normal like you're not better than us and then we were mm-hmm. like you need to try it like we yeah were 16 yeah <laughs> I hadn't even kissed anyone by that point. So I definitely wasn't talking about my masturbatory uh, excursions. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I lost my virginity at 16. So I was yeah. definitely masturbating. I mean, not that my virginity and orgasms correlate whatsoever. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really like know it was really masturbating in the sense of, I don't know, the fact that you thought it didn't count. Look. Yeah. I didn't think it counted. And then when I was in college, my friends at one point, I think I said this, like got me a vibrator. And when I tried that, I was like, I don't like this at all. So then mm-hmm. I even more thought I was like messed yeah. up. Cause I was like, this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Which is not true. There's no, like <laughs> supposed to do it, but we don't know that because we're not taught that there are a bunch of different ways to masturbate. We're not. You- and that's literally the first question. How do I start doing it? I literally have no idea. And also very similar, another person, how do I do it? I have no idea. Because like you said, there is no education around this topic on like anything that is vaginal pleasure, I think. Yeah. And like, there are obviously a lot of different ways that you can do it. Gina described hers. Like I said, mine is using a vibrator. Just recently I've started to incorporate a dildo with that. Um, And then there's like the humping or grinding pillows. There's using like a shower head or even just like a faucet in the bathtub. And they make like little attachments you can even use for those. Um, Isn't that always a thing about like the jacuzzi heads that like people use in hot tubs? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a thing. Wouldn't know from experience. That's I was going to say, is that bringing (laughs) a memory back? (laughs) 
putting on. Um, there's the old uh, hairbrush, the handle, uh, or like a tooth vibrating toothbrush. People do that. All like I don't know. Both of those always like scared me, so I never tried either of those. So I do know somebody who put them. a condom over some different fruits and put it in their vagina. That's yeah, that's and- common too. DIY. I think a cucumber worked out and I think a banana smushed because I think this person had some grips going on. Not not shaming them. I just don't like bananas because one time I tried to deep throat one and I threw up on it. So I just can't work with bananas now. Well, I wouldn't want anything mushing around. Like you would want something sturdy, I would think. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want it in my mouth. I definitely don't want it squishing out in my vagina. No, thank you. (laughs) Food in general seems like a bad idea, just like hygiene wise. But I guess yeah. if you put a condom on something, yeah, it's a safer route. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely like living at home with family safe. Um, don't put it back in the fridge. So I've definitely heard of that being a thing. That's really gross. Get your own uh, veggies. No, I've heard of that. It's top. <laughs> yeah, that's really uh, inappropriate. So don't do that. <laughs> I feel like it in general, I feel like you can just kind of like feel around down there. And if you start to figure out like what feels good, mm-hmm. keep doing more of that. And that's really like the goal is just to feel good. So whatever you're doing, if you're enjoying it, then you're, you're doing it right. And if yeah. you like one thing, that doesn't mean you have to do it like that. Every time you can switch it up. There can be a lot of things or just one thing that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes from like, exploring your body and touching yourself in different ways until mm-hmm. something does it for you. Yeah. And if you have a vagina or vulva, I'd recommend like sticking to the external part of the clitoris because that is where most of the nerve endings are. And if you're trying to like penetrate a lot of the time, if you're not also stimulating the external clit, it's just not going to do much for you. And I feel like a lot of people go straight to the penetrative masturbation and then that's why they think they like don't like it or can't figure it out so I would uh suggest sticking with the clit at least at first and then you can incorporate things later because discovering the g-spot changed my life uh (laughs) this past year um and when I say the g-spot I mean discovering that I have one so (laughs) definitely different options (laughs) thank you so another question we got was I feel like there's an expectation for queer women to be good at manual stimulation and generally be really in tune with what it takes to pleasure a woman. I feel shame for not being able to get myself off or even enjoy using my hands on myself. Do other people feel this? And I feel like that goes along perfectly with what I just said. Um, you might not be into like fingers on yourself at all. Like I don't use my fingers. I I use a vibrator. Some people prefer shower heads in the different settings. And you just have to like try different things. It's not shameful to not like it on yourself and not be able to get off that way. Like everyone gets off differently. Everyone's body is different. Yeah, no, I do get that. There's an expectation. I feel like where there's this trope of like, oh, once you're with the women, uh, with a woman, like they'll Mm -hmm. rock your world. So I get it. And like, we are, I think, better with our hands in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I don't think it's across the board for anything. And I don't think it's fair to expect any one type of person like to be able to do anything better. Mm-hmm. You know, to just assume like, oh, just because you're gay, you're going to be able to, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think that even goes further on to like different types of people, like even just the 
assumption that like masks are going to be aggressive and toppy and obviously Uh those things don't track and so I don't think that we should put that expectation Mm -hmm. um especially if you're like newly with or not even I was gonna say like newly with women just like if you're just newly sexually active I don't think anyone's expecting you to like walk out the gate being like a porn star or anything (laughs) right and I think it's also like maybe not easier to do to another person but it's almost more intuitive because you can like listen to them or they can give you guidance on what feels good for them and with yourself you're just kind of it's just trial and error but like (laughs) hearing you just talk Gina reminded me that I dated this girl who has been with a lot of women not slut shaming but she like would pride herself on like how good she was in bed and like she was like trying to finger me and I wasn't a fan of being fingered at that point like at all and she like was trying to do it and I was like ow you're hurting me like I don't this doesn't feel good can you do something else and she was like this is like what I do for everyone like this is the move I go for and I was like okay but not everything works for everyone and she's like it's worked with everyone until you and I'm like then they lied to you like (laughs) that's not possible I'm not the outlier of all these people that you've had sex with (laughs) the fact that they said that proves that they're not good at sex because you would never if you were good at sex you would never say this is what I always do yeah this is what there's not one like everything like it maybe there's things that you start with or you tend to go for but like once you figure out what that person responds to that's like what you do and there isn't there's not even like a set thing I do personally for someone else like each time so it's like the fact that you think every person is going to respond positively to the same thing is unrealistic so if you're worried about that just know that it's a learning curve with every person that you have sex with and you don't have to feel bad about (laughs) being scared Cause it's, yeah, it, you'll learn. <laughs> Another thing I thought of on this too, is like when you, when it says manual stimulation, I know I'm not like a big vibrator person personally, but mm-hmm. maybe you need more than just yeah. the stimulation you're giving yourself. Yep. So, you know, if, if you're at a point where you haven't invested in vibrators yet or tried them out, mm-hmm. maybe that's a good place to go. Um, because yeah, maybe you just need more power than you're currently able to give yourself you know I so it it there's a lot of um I kind of love that we're on the opposites with this like you're like what do you mean I want like you're like I want a whisper of the wind blowing against my clitoris like through (laughs) through a parka (laughs) and I'm like I need like a chainsaw up against my bare skin (laughs) clip pulled back (laughs) <laughs> a chain, not a chainsaw. I mean, it sounds oh like my one. god, that is so funny. <laughs> that is true. We have very different clits. Thank you for yeah, pointing that and out. It just shows like the wide array of what needs to be done. Oh my god, that is hysterical. It's true though. It's very it true. It Everyone has different <laughs> sensitivity levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grind away as you please. And if your clit is less sensitive, I have like just recently started like the pulling back the clit thing, thanks to a TikTok video I saw. And that helps a lot. And I don't know, like if you're comfortable going to this level, but like I was reading about how testosterone can increase the size of your clitoris and it can like make it more pleasurable. If you have like a smaller clitoris, obviously there's 
fewer nerve endings exposed for you to receive pleasure. Right. So I like, was like, maybe I need to do that. But obviously that's like a medical intervention and you should do your research on it, but it might be an option for the people who can't feel very much at all. So there are a lot of <laughs> different ways you can tackle these issues. Yeah. So our, um, so our next question that we have, what do you do when every time you get close to orgasm, it's like you go to the hill, but never past it, but I still feel fine to stop slash kind of feel like I'm done, even though I never really went past the hill. I think I just got used to it, but I'd love to experience a more fulfilling actual orgasm one day. I do understand this feeling. And if you are a subscriber on Patreon, there was a time frame where I was like really stressed out and I was having trouble like coming I was thinking when about I that earlier. Remember? Yeah. Not even so because of this episode, this is... just because I had a weird dream and it made, made me think. You were just thinking it about my masturbation dream. problems. Or yeah. Cause I was like decoding my dream and I was like remembering when I like decoded yours, you know? Mm -hmm. well I feel like is I relate to what they're saying like I've experienced it the the thing the difference I guess is that I if that happens like I have experienced other mm. orgasms and so I understand that it's like coming from a place of like stress in my body or something mm. um, I would love for this person to also feel an actual more fulfilling orgasm one day I understand that this must be a frustrating situation yeah. I uh I actually experienced this most of the time until recently I could say for sure that I've had like one, maybe two or three orgasms in my life until like probably the past year. So I definitely still feel this way. And I think a lot of it does, like I've read a lot of self-help books around masturbation and orgasms and sex, just because this is always something I've always struggled with. And I felt very broken and didn't know how to quote unquote fix myself. And I think a lot of it does have to do with like being in the headspace that you have to finish in a specific way. Like there are different kinds of orgasms. There are like little orgasms or bigger or like it feels different. Like almost every time it doesn't necessarily all feel the exact same. And I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this last night because it's like, sometimes I I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like the stimulation is too much, but then I'm like, I don't know necessarily if I orgasmed. And then there are times when I like definitely know. And obviously times when I'm like, not really sure. And I was just telling That's her last night that, yeah, like sometimes I feel like I'm close, but then I start to worry about other things and it like takes it away from me and it's really frustrating and yeah like that's where meditation comes in and like trying to be like fully present in your body like that's the advice that I always hear and I was like that's bullshit like I'm present but then like thinking about it when I'm actually close I'm like worrying like am I about to break her hand with my thighs am I gonna snap the vibe like is her like the position of her hand uncomfortable like you know what I mean like there are lots of different things that I'm like worrying about that I don't necessarily need to be thinking about in that moment but then I do yeah, and then it kind of fucks it up for me yeah I'm just like work well I don't know I feel like it's my Virgo Mars like I'm like this mm. needs to be like perfect Worry, for every yeah. everyone but me yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like what if she's uncomfortable right now with how she's sitting or you know just like the littlest things and it just like takes me out of the situation situation and takes me further away from my orgasm interesting so I, yeah I think a lot of it comes with like acceptance of not always having like a big orgasm and being cool with what does happen and then eventually like 
maybe you can get a little closer if you're not putting as much pressure on yourself to have a very specific orgasm that your body might never have because maybe it's not wired that way. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I've had different size orgasms throughout my life too. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. when I was like making myself come in like middle school and high school that I was mm-hmm. felt earth shattered after by any mm-hmm. means. Um, and maybe in my twenties, I did start like coming a little harder, but like late twenties. And now I feel like I've had some of the like biggest orgasms yeah. ever. Like, and I know that there's supposed to be some like peak around like the thirties or something for yeah. that kind of thing. So it could just be that where like your body has to get used to certain things, Mm -hmm. work the muscles to like get really good at it. Yeah. And also we're like in our sexual prime and also not taught about sex or how to masturbate. So mm -hmm. it's going to take us, (laughs) what is it that once you have a hundred hours in anything is when you become a pro. Oh, 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. So like we probably have our 10,000 hours in by now maybe depending on when you start masturbating but also like a lot of the time when I finish I just like feel done like I don't necessarily feel like there was some big explosive moment like I do just feel done yeah in movies I think that like a climax is made to be really dramatic and porn it's supposed to be porn is different though because I think that you kind of low-key see different orgasms if you're like Mm -hmm. watching a long porn like the girl will hopefully come like a a bunch of times Mm -hmm. and I don't know depending on the porn if sometimes it is like really big but other times there's like kind of like some smaller ones built Mm -hmm. in there but then I'm always like is that the performance of it or is it it could be fake orgasm or both like what where does it I have been with people who are able to come or like want to slash need to come multiple times in a session to feel satisfied. I'm not that way. I'm like a one and done. And then I need a little bit of recharge before anything happens again. But that might be like why maybe I experience bigger orgasm because it's just like, boom. Whereas then maybe somebody who's having like a bunch might have little ones and we could both feel satisfied in the end. Like, I think what you said, like Mm -hmm. everybody's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I don't know how true this is. I don't know if you speak French, but I've heard that the French term for orgasm is le petit mort, which is like the little death. So like they are like little death moments. Yeah. Um, So like, I don't know if the French can validate your uh, little orgasms, but maybe, maybe the poetry of it might. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned that sometimes you think about all these things that like take mm-hmm. you out. Um, so for everybody, regardless of whether or not they are Virgo Mars, somebody asked, how do I stay focused? Okay. That question's for you because obviously I'm not the one with the advice You're not staying focused. You're the one with laser sharp focus. <laughs> I remember you saying this. I need to be focused. I don't know that it's always razor sharp, but it does, my my environment does have to be a certain way for me to come. And usually I okay. have to like turn off or pause whatever TV show I'm like watching at the mm-hmm. time or like yeah. music or whatever. Distractions. And I definitely like have had wandering thoughts, but mm-hmm. I would maybe think about it the way you meditate. You know how they say yeah. like oh, when you have a thought, you like pick it and you throw it away or like, Mm -hmm. you know, you take it and you remove it. You Mm -hmm. like, 
I will like think of something and I'll literally be like, no, 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 no focus. That's not for right now. That's not for right now. And it's like, I've gotten better at it. Mm -hmm. Like now I can make myself come really fast because I'm just like, boom, no distractions. Wow. But there was definitely a time where (laughs) it was like, (laughs) I mean, if the time was right. (laughs) No, that literally is meditation though. Like you're supposed to like imagine yourself as a mountain and clouds are passing by and it's okay to acknowledge the cloud, but continue like come back to yourself. And you're literally Mm -hmm. in a meditative state when you're doing that. Um, And I have heard that meditating outside of sex can help you be more present and mindful in other areas of your life, including your sex life. So uh, meditating might help in the long run. If you want to like take even like five minutes a day, it doesn't have to be like prolonged meditations just to help you realize that you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts aren't a part of you necessarily. They're just like swimming on by. Um, And you can like do that during sex too. You don't have to get like swept off in their waves. So yeah, meditate. Self-mind control in a way. Yeah. And I'm really bad at that. I need to meditate more. I think that's part of why I have this issue. And like I said, I'm really creative during sex. So then I'm like thinking about all these ideas that I immediately forget. So that doesn't help either. Yeah, no, I can't. That does not happen. I don't get like creative. I'll more like hear something, be reminded of something, but it's definitely, I'm not brainstorming. Mm -hmm. My brain is focused on like what's happening. And even for masturbation too, because I feel like there's a task at hand. And because I feel like I have to, I do like a lot of either visualizing or like if I watch porn, Like, I feel like I really have to put myself Mm -hmm. not like in the scene, but Mm -hmm. like, not, not like I'm putting myself in one of the people, but like just in that kind of vibe and mindset. And so it's a whole like mishmash to make sure Mm -hmm. that I get myself where I need to go. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe my issue is that I'm just like always like brainstorming shit. Like, do you daydream about things? I don't daydream anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, not like constantly, but here and there, especially if depending on like what book I'm reading and stuff, I'll like be like, wow, what would I do if I was in that mindset? Like, and then my mind will just like go places and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just asked because I was talking to my girlfriend recently and we were talking about like daydreaming and I was like, I don't daydream anymore. I brainstorm. Like I'm always like in the back of my mind, like making lists and shit. So maybe that's like also part of the problem. I, I have a hard time like visualizing things too. Do you feel like you visualize really well? Because I feel like masturbation would be easier if visualization comes easily to you oh I have a really active imagination like my mind can like definitely create a lot of scenarios and like I'll I'll like play out a whole scene in my head if I like don't feel like opening up a porn yeah in my browser and that'll yeah. be just fun I that's I wish I could do that I love that uh, I was very imaginative as a kid I don't know gone into adulthood in a bad way yeah no I uh lost all my imagination just like I lost my marbles um okay I feel like that's a good place to take a break and when we come back we'll talk some more about masturbation Okay, we are back and our next question on masturbation. Why is it so hard to masturbate and think about myself fucking someone? I think I'm hot, but it just doesn't do it. 
So I guess this person doesn't put themselves into the scene in how the way that I said, like they mm-hmm. are the person, but I don't always do that. Yeah. I think it like, if that doesn't do it for, for, for you, that's okay. It, it's not what everyone does. Maybe you need to think about yourself being fucked or like, sometimes I'll think about like the situation being streamed online for a bunch of people to watch me or just like being watched in general. There are like different things to think about than just like thinking about yourself in a scene or just fucking someone in general. And if you have poor visualization abilities like I do, obviously it's going to be harder for you. So maybe focus more on like the sensations than visualizing anything because that's also something I've read along my uh, studies. Yeah. I don't always think like about me doing the acts in it. Like I'll sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm watching porn, I'm definitely more focused on like that other person and like how they're reacting to getting pleasure. Um, But I don't know. I think I do definitely when I, if it's my own imagination, I do put myself in a lot Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I'll let me, can I admit something like super crazy a little bit? Do it. (laughs) I've created this like narrative while I masturbate that like I can basically like plug and play anything I want and I was watching some random show where this guy was in like a porn sex house where Mm -hmm. they would like fuck and it was just like a sex house so I created a lesbian version in my head and then I'll just like create different scenarios and it just works because I've just like created this fake house in my mind Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll like fantasize about like okay what if I just woke up one day and like put on a strap on and then like sat on the couch and then whatever girl like woke up first like comes out and we just like start doing it or then like another day I'll fantasize about like we go like going to bed at the end of the night and some girl like sneaks into my room so I'll just create like a million scenarios based off of this one like plot (laughs) like created a whole world in my mind that's cool thank you for sharing because I was really curious because like that is like a good idea like having like a scenario that you can go back to um and change it's all speed up yeah like obviously I've never lived in a house like this or had women just like around who are just horny and ready to fuck wink wink no I promise but yeah I like that you have like a go-to I think that's like a good idea especially if there's something you know works for you and sometimes I feel like it could get boring but if you switch it up a little bit, that's like a good way to keep the uh, passion flowing. Another like fantasy that I have had that maybe doesn't involve me as much is I've like fantasized about like two girls who are like in a relationship, but then they go out and like fuck another person. And I'm not in that fantasy that I've like put just, myself like, in this. Yeah, they're kind of, it's kind of developed off of like these two girls I saw on TikTok that I thought were hot. Yeah. Um, you ever see like, the girls who do the um they do like they sit in like McDonald's and random places and they Yes. Make... So I had a fantasy that like they <laughs> are secretly lesbians, but they find other people as an excuse to fuck each other. Okay. And I've come from that like a lot, even though yeah. I'm not in that scenario. And I wouldn't actually really date these women in real life. I just yeah. I think they're hot though. <laughs> yeah. In, like a weird way. I'm really revealing a lot today. You are. Um, so another question we got is, is there any connection between masturbation and pelvic floor dysfunction? It's a little vague, so I'm not sure what they mean. Like I know I have some trauma and stuff that like made penetration really hard for me. And I was having like a tighter 
pelvic floor. Hence why I had to go to pelvic floor physical therapy and learn how to relax Mm -hmm. those muscles. But when I was younger, I (laughs) remember like my grandma watching, um, news channels and maybe not news channels I don't know like Barbara Walters talk about like vaginal prolapse and how you have to do your kegels so that your vagina doesn't prolapse and I like got very Uh, on talk shows yeah yeah like on a like a segment on a talk show about vaginal prolapse so I got really scared and I started doing kegels at like a young age so I'm like that probably didn't help on top of all of the other vaginal issues I've had in my life like that I was like clenching those muscles like you don't really have to do that until you get older unless you have very specific pelvic floor dysfunctional problems um Mm -hmm. with it being too loose like you don't really have to do that that young but I was like no I need to prevent this now so basically I was like doing like heavyweight power lifting with this muscle way before I was having any muscular dystrophy so I guess there could be a connection it depends I don't I don't know like if you have trouble in with insertion definitely go to a pe- pelvic floor physical therapist I wish I hadn't waited as long as I did it really wasn't as scary as I thought it would be after the first like couple times you're like whatever it kind of feels like a kind of painful massage so <laughs> yeah just it feels uh, almost like a myth like oh you can't masturbate too much because you'll have pelvic floor dysfunction which like, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, yeah. to my knowledge, I don't know that there's like a direct correlation with there being anything. Like I thought that masturbation actually brought on health benefits mm-hmm. just to like your overall well-being yeah. of your body. But um, I don't know if it's like, if this is like an urban legend or something, but I've never heard of a correlation. Yeah. I mean, I know people say like, if you use vibrators all the time, it like desensitizes you, like stuff like that. That's not your pelvic floor necessarily. Your pelvic floor is like the actual muscle. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry if uh, this wasn't a good answer. Is there truth to that vibrator thing that it would desensitize you? I've heard different things. I don't think so. I mean, I have noticed like a decrease in sensation after those like five hour long sessions um or like sometimes the next day it's a little less sensitive uh so I would just say don't use it for five hours at a time and you'll probably be good (laughs) but yeah I I don't know for sure I don't I think it that's a myth too but I mean I think Mm -hmm. there is probably a little bit of truth in it but it's probably for extreme cases like mine well anyway we can go into our last question so how do I tell my partner that I want to mutually masturbate with them? So this is no longer a solo act. Now mm-hmm. you're going to both do it, which mutual masturbation is just meaning like you're both masturbating yourself at the same mm-hmm. time, uh, which I'm a fan of. <laughs> yeah. You could be like, can I like watch you masturbate and you can like watch me and like, maybe we can do it together. Um, and yeah, because maybe you, know. you don't want it to seem like, oh, you're not doing a good enough job. So like, I'm just going <laughs> to masturbate and you can just masturbate and we can be together. But like, we'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. Like if you post yeah. it like that, then obviously I think it would that's be hot. Be. Yeah. Yeah. You have to switch it as like, we should try this. I want to see you do this. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it is hot watching somebody touch themselves when like they're really into it, especially it can be a way to get to know someone else's body, like what they're doing to themselves. Mm-hmm. and yeah yeah it's it's, it's a good learning tool it is hot mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. So just take take that approach. I feel like that is the best solution for that one. Agreed. So with that, we're going to wrap up the episode. If you liked it, we have an episode on porn that you can go listen to. We also have an episode about kinks that recently came out. If you want to listen to that one, I feel like these all kind of go hand in hand. We have one about lesbian bed death. Um, so if you're masturbating Casual porn, sex, sex toys. Yeah, we have so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Go give those a listen, and if you like us, which hopefully you do, you'll rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to us. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide, and you can follow us on social media at sapphic survival guide everywhere except Twitter, which is at sapphic survival, and you can find me, Cheyenne, at hot and on pretty much any social media platform, usually Instagram, though. And you can find me anywhere online at the Lieb Regina, including my website, thelibregina.com. And you can listen to my Jersey Shore recap podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And that's um hello. And with that, class is now dismissed. <laughs> ding, ding, ding.